Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sunguy Nation, welcome to the show on a very special day and time. Hope everyone is safe here in the winter weather we're experiencing here in our Pacific Northwest. But I want to jump into things with our guest right away today. She is one of the Glow Originals. I want to welcome to the show, Sunny, the California girl. Welcome to the program today. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you for joining us here early of a morning. We appreciate you making the time for us, and welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and I'm sorry about the bad weather. I was listening to the news. as You know, I'm part of that world, and I cover the news. There's so much going on out there, and we also had a big earthquake here in Cali. Thankfully, it was far from me, (laughs) but, you know, sadly, um, I say prayers for the ones who have lost their lives and the injuries that were sustained. Absolutely hope everyone out there listening is safe and not affected too badly. But yeah, today is your first time with us. I want to ask you our traditional first-timer question here to start out the interview. What led to you getting into the wacky world of professional wrestling? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's for sure, the wacky world. Though it wasn't when I was little, I thought it was the coolest thing ever when I was five years old, uh, sitting at the Olympic Auditorium with my father, my mother, and my brother. And uh, my father actually was, um, I don't know, he would take the the wrestlers to and from the hotel um, as a protector. My father was a security guard before he became a police officer, and and then my brother would just hang out with him. Uh, my other brother, Tommy. So um, I guess that's how it all started, not knowing that years later I'd be in GLOW, mind you, because that wasn't my goal. My goal was not to be a pro wrestler. Um, So I'm probably one of the odd girls out where most say, oh, yeah, I'd love to be a wrestler. I loved it. But my thing was was sports, was track running. Um, But going back to the Olympic Auditorium, I used to watch Freddie Blassie, the Destroyer, Mr. Moto, all the greats, all the late greats. And unfortunately, we lost them all. And, and um, you know, that that was the real old school pro wrestling guys um, that I admire and still admire today. I'm not really fond of the current wrestling. So, um, yeah, I think that was one of the sparks. Now, with Glow, my father was sitting um, on the weekend, and he had called me out of my bedroom. I think I just got back from some modeling shoot, and he told me to come sit down with him. He's watching some show on television, and I'm like, okay, sure. I sat down, and guess what? <laughs> it was glow. You're watching these women wrestle, 
And now, mind you, women wrestling back then, it wasn't appealing to most of the macho men. They would watch the men wrestle. So I was a bit shocked and taken back. And I'm like, Dad, you're watching this? What is this? He goes, just watch. You're good. They're kicking butt in the ring. And I said, okay. So I started watching. I'm like, wow. They're all different sizes, shapes, and colors. But their costumes were bigger than life. I'm like, oh, my God, how cool. They're in character. And now I studied to be an actress when I was little, at the age of five as well. So I did my first play. So I admire acting and and, uh, the actresses in GLOW. I thought it was so cool. So I watched it all the way to the end. And at the end of the screen, it um, it mentioned that they were looking for new GLOW girls. So my father looked at me and said, why don't you send in your, you know, your headshot and your actress resume of all the things you've, you know, uh, have on there and send it into wherever it's saying at the end of the screen. And I looked at him. I said, Dad, I go, I can't do that. I'm a track runner and a model. I just pose in front of the camera. And um, at that time, I think I was 19, 20. And uh, I and it was really good. I was at the height of my career, but you know, road bumps as everybody has. It's not all you know, uh, glory. <laughs> so I went ahead and I said, "All right, Dad, why not? I'm going to do it for you," because I love my father so much, and he was the best. So I went ahead and sent in my headshot and resume, and I get a call back to go audition in North Hollywood, California. So I went there and I. Uh, was bouncing and trouncing in because, mind you, back then I was a surfer girl. So naturally brunette, but I would put that orange sun in in my hair. And so (laughs) I was like tan and blonde and loving, and I popped in there, and next thing you know, I sit down with Matt Simber, and he's, my gosh, he goes, you are in. And he asked me what I I like to do, and I said, well, I'm a track runner. I I run. He said, do you have any? experience I'm not a this kind of little you know we are cool and I said you know but then I said I'm a model I go to a training do you think handle it and I said I'll give it my shot and in Vegas I have let's see we had six weeks training probably first of all in that room for the guys there was I don't know the 70 girls, 370. It was unreal. So everybody, I swear, was in California at that audition. I've never seen it bigger. At my modeling auditions, there was a lot less. There was never, you know, that much competition. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. (laughs) But anyway, I go to Vegas, and I think there was 80 sent to Vegas. Out of 80 girls, they broke us down by who can handle the training, first of all. You've got to get through the rigorous military training, which is military push-ups, hyperextensions off the wrestling ring, mind you. They made us do that. And I'm like, I didn't even know what a wrestling ring looked like other than when I was little watching those wrestlers in the ring. So I've never been that close and was able to be inside the ring. So for me, it was really surreal. And he would make, Matt Simber would make the girls sit on our feet. Each girl had a girl sit on their feet while they do hypers off off the side of the ring. And then we'd run the tires. And then in the warehouse, we'd run and do laps with our arms above over our ears, just like military, and you can't drop them. So they're burning. They're burning so much you want to scream. So that's how they, they tested us and our ability. 
And then from there, we went through trampoline training. We went to a gymnasium and, and started our acrobatic skills. And, of course, girls started falling out. They couldn't handle it. So, and through that time as well, that's how they would check our character. Now, some girls had a say in their character. I did not. Um, but I think very few had a say. Most of the characters were given by the producer and the writer, of course. And, and Matt Simber had the ultimate say-so of our character. Um, my character was a spinoff from Jane Mansfield, which was his late wife. And so he said I reminded um, him of her, of her tremendous graduate. I'm like, what? I don't look anything like Jane Mansfield. I mean, that's like a Marilyn Monroe. I go, I'm tall and thin. These girls were voluptuous and curves everywhere. And he said, no, Jane Mansfield had the same body shape as you, and you look almost I do. I posted a few pictures on social media. If you guys ever check it out, we were identical. It was ironic. But that's how I got Sunny, the California girl, because of the tan, the blonde, the love of California. And by the way, I was probably one of the only originated characters from my title. So I am really from California, and I really did surf. Um, I was not dingy, only sometimes. <laughs> and and I loved to sing. So the singing was incorporated with the knock-knock jokes in the ring as well. But I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. So most of the girls are not with their character. Let's say Rock the Aster, she's really from Seattle, but yet her character was from New York. And then the list goes on. So I think I'm probably the only one that was the true glue to the character and that's pretty much it there now obviously being a surfer you have some athletic ability but when you went through professional wrestling training were you prepared for the rigors of that did you have any idea going into it, just how physical it was going to be, how demanding on your body? Oh, no. God, no. I was injured in our, in our training, by the way, um, because we also had to punch a punching bag, right? And uh, so I go up there, and there's all the girls behind me, and I thought I was tough. I'm like, oh, I got this. Well, I didn't, and I fractured my wrist and my knuckles, and I was with the cast my first um, – first ring time. So that wasn't pretty because I didn't curve my arm. You know, I went straight in full force. So something you never do in a punching bag. I know that now since I am a good boxer now, and that's what I do currently in all these years past. But um, it's really funny that that happened. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware that I actually had a tag team. Sunny was solo in the beginning, um, and she was severely injured. Uh, her name was Queenie, and she was a beauty queen. And so uh, Nanushka was training her in the ring in our training, and she froze up in a monkey toss before she hit the mat. Uh, it was like she was a tight freeze, and you can't do that, as you guys know. You cannot do that. So as she was ta- being taken over by Nanushka, just before she tensed up, and she went right into the mat and broke her shoulder and her collarbone, and it popped out. I witnessed that. It was horrific. It was sad because she got sent home. That was the end of her wrestling career. Um, And Sunny was solo. So, yeah, I've seen some horrific injuries. And I was injured on tour in a a pile driver. As you know, they quit the pile drivers. And it was pretty bad. And that was in Biloxi, Mississippi, on our tours. 
because the third and fourth season of Glow, which I was in, we actually got to tour the States. And that was pretty cool. And we went from Coliseum to Coliseum, and it was booked. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, I'll never forget that night when the lights went out black and beastie. And I had her match after the lights went up. And here I am in a pile driver. And she goes to drop me. And the timing was just a smidgen off. And my neck hit the mat instead of my hands. And turned, you know, it went sideways. But just the way I turned it, it wasn't broke. But I blacked out. And they thought I broke my neck. The paramedics came and and took me out in a stretcher in, a, in an ambulance, and I ended up in Biloxi, Mississippi Hospital, and uh, they were taking x-rays and everything. It, it wasn't broke, thankfully, but that was a scary moment, and uh, I used to have to do those pile drivers every night on tour. We had two nights off, and we we would train for the match, right? And then we have two nights, and we go to the next day and the next day, but it's the same match over and over, and it's the same girl because you don't have a replacement in GLOW. We are with our character, unlike all these other, you know, promotions. You can throw in another girl and make it happen. It just wasn't that way with GLOW in the 80s. So through my injury, I had the two days off, thankfully, from that injury when it happened. And I was back out in the ring on Monday with painkillers and everything else to do it again. And you can't think about the injury. You can't because... It would it would psych you out, and it could be dangerous to the opponent and to you if you think about what just happened two days ago. Because you could you could literally die, right? So, yep. There's a and as you guys, if you're season one, Susie Spirit, she had her elbow that popped up on uh, popped out on national TV. If you all watched that, so you know the injuries were real. And there was plenty of them. We lost a lot of girls in the beginning um, that were injured right out from the get-go, like Jell Bates. She was a great character, but she never wrestled. And a lot of girls got fired because they didn't know what they were doing. And Matt actually felt sorry for a few of them and left them in. And those girls I would not wrestle. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> There's no way. So, yeah, that, that's that's it. But is it is it tough? Yes. Anybody's listening when they say wrestling's fake? You know what I say? I said people are fake and wrestling's real. And there's a T-shirt out there like that, and I love it. Because in every sense of the word, it's stunt work, and it's really tough. And back then, it was a lot different than now, where you have a proper training. We were rushed. We were rushed into this, and we had – TV right on us, I mean, the cameras, and it was filmed for TV that night. You couldn't screw up. You had to keep going because you're on national television or international, as I should say, because we were international. Our ratings were bigger than WWF at that time and WWF as it went on. So, you know, that that's incredible in itself. And now 30, what, 36 years later, we're still going strong, and we're the only promotion that still has that following. And there's others that have tried to take off and tried to be glow. Other than WOW, of course, with David McLean, is the only thing that comes close to glow, minus the skits and the commercials, which you won't see with WOW. But those girls kick butt, and I will say that, and I love watching WOW. So, um, And there's some other good promotions out there. But WWE kind of, eh. I enjoy a little bit of everything, so I'm kind of a connoisseur of all. But you mentioned David McLean and WOW. 
He's been in the business since, I believe, the late 70s. He's still going strong, still on national TV every week with WOW. Are you surprised, looking back on your relationship with David McLean and Glow, that he's still in the business, still out there with all female promotion like WOW? No. In fact, we expected it the way it ended when he was fired from GLOW by Matt Simber and left GLOW. So we thought sooner or later that, you know, started nothing. And um, he's doing great with this. Um, you know, it's all financial. As everybody knows, you need money to have it successful, which he has by Jeannie Bus, the Bus family, um, which I also know where he ever crossed Jeannie's path, um, the Bus family. So I think what he's doing with it and his which is amazing his promotion his um the savvy wasn't uh wasn't something to sneeze as a sharp guy he knows what he's doing he's a great announcer let's you know just say that i mean there's no other david mclean though johnny c came you know listen he was our announcer in glow so i i have to say johnny caffarello was pretty darn good too and he held his own throughout so um, yeah, hats off to WOW, and I look forward to be around a long time. I don't see it going anywhere, and only stronger. And the, the female wrestlers that he has are phenomenal, and the characters are phenomenal. It's GLOW. We go to, when we go there, myself and a couple other GLOW wrestlers will, you know, attend the tapings, and watching it, we're like, it's GLOW. This is glow all over again. We want to actually jump out of our seats and jump in the ring. <laughs> we hold ourselves back, or I do, because I really want to get back in there. But um, it's it's really interesting to see that, and I'm very happy and thankful that that's continuing on and that we have Glow Netflix that brought the younger generation to us because they had no clue of what Glow was because they weren't in the 80s. So Glow Netflix, the series, which ended on season three, which was very good, um, and showed the light of who we were, who the original Glow Girls were, um, came full circle, you know, and we're not done yet because there's some surprises that are coming, which I can't mention next year with a few of us Glow Girls that, you know, we're all individuals, so we all do our own thing, first of all. And we all have our own niches and our own networks and our own followings and things like that and we've all did other things after glow ended got married had children settled down had careers in another direction so on and so forth so you know we're going to bring something back next year again and don't forget we had the afterglow musical i don't know if you guys caught that or not but we won against hamilton for the best ensemble myself matilda the hun dallas mtv and roxy Astor were the actresses on stage and we told our personal story to music and we also had a wrestling ring on stage and we had actresses playing our younger version were wrestling in the ring it was phenomenal it was so much fun i'll never forget that and rest in peace matilda the hun as you know we've lost babe you know recently uh we've lost a lot of glow girls so, you know, there's no time like the present to get something going again before we all get way too old and way too far from glow, you know. We're always glowing, but we want to keep it relevant as much as possible. Now, like you said, you have the musical. There's been a 
Afterglow Cruises, the Netflix show, keeping the Glow brand alive, keeping all of the original Glow girls in the industry to some degree or another. When you look at where you started and you see that still here in 2022, Glow is still very popular still has a place in the industry, you're still connected to the industry. Did you think that your career was going to be this long-lasting, or did you originally think it was going to be a shorter run than what it became? Um, yeah, I would say we honestly thought that was it when GLOW ended um, to the finale due to you know a situation that occurred that ended GLOW and that we never got the GLOW movie. At that time, I, re- I left at the end of season four because my father took ill and he passed away five days later. It was uh, rather hard and moving and sad and, and everything. But I returned to Vegas thinking that glow was still going. And I got the shocking news that it had ended. And I'm like, what? We were just talking about doing the glow movie. Matt had everything worked out. We were going to do this big movie and everything was going to be great and it ended so that was a shock and I wasn't aware that it'd go this long at all um however I continued in Vegas and had my own wrestling promotion called Battling Beauties (laughs) excuse me where I trained um let's see I don't know how many girls I think I had eight girls and it was a smaller ring and it was at a hotel right off the strip where I headlined the billboard, I was actually on the billboard at Sunny Summerland, and I actually won every single match. But this was pro wrestling in oil, not real oiled down, but just slightly oiled, which made it much more difficult. And we packed the house every night, mainly to a male audience, mind you. But I came out singing, uh, I wish they all could be California girls. And I was in a white tux. I hosted the show. I started the show, and I won. And uh, I had a great group of girls that were phenomenal. Um, That was a lot of fun, and that lasted a year, and it ended after that. Benny Espinoza, who is Benny Diamond, our referee in GLOW, helped me with this promotion and also built the wrestling ring. He was an amazing mastermind. I love Benny. And, um, you know, after that I went on to NFL – Poster girl uh, for major teams. I was a huge model again. Um, and then I met my demise, which that's for the, the book and movie that's coming out this next year on my life story. And, um, yeah, I think I think it's sad that it ended, but I'm very happy that we're still relevant today. And And there's fans that have been in the audience that watched us back then that are fully grown now. They come up to us and said, we watched you, you know, and they were like five or six, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, that's surreal. I mean, that is so cool. And you can't replace that. You can't replace the fans. Without the fans, we would not be here. We would not be anything today without the fans. The fans of wrestling are the best fans. And a lot of these fans are now currently my friends and now family. So, you know, it's pretty cool to have that and to have that that relevancy today and to have, you know, like myself, to have a comic book out by Marvel Comics about my life story that's related to the wrestling and 
an encyclopedia with Rocky Johnson, who was a dear friend of mine, Dwayne's father, and Jack Hager. I have an encyclopedia out with him. Um, I have two other books. So, I mean, all this is, is wrapped around the wrestling world. And then coincidentally, things happen in life story until now, which, you know, now is another whole issue. And, and uh, I'm just thankful to be here and to be alive each day as uh, a colon cancer warrior, which I spread advocacy everywhere with that. And, and I tell everyone to get a, a colon check and, and to save your life and, and everything. But, you know, um, that keeps me busy in itself. And whatever I do with the charities and everything for cancer, it's, it's all about cancer and, and um, you know, staying positive and being humbled and, and say thank you and, and tell your loved ones you love them because you never know. That's the main thing. And, and during this holiday, you know, we thank our, our faith. So, and I, I do that each and every day, guys. One of the things that Glow was noted for in its original run was every year for several years, Glow would take on the WWF on Family Feud during like a celebrity week. It was kind of an annual tradition with Family Feud. A lot of the Glow girls got to take part. Jackie Stallone was always sort of the anchor of the team. What did you yes. think of the family feud reaching out and having Glow take part and sort of making them even a little bit more mainstream than what they were for the wrestling fans? Oh, yeah. I think, uh, well, I mean, we were fortunate because we were on Sally, Jesse, Raphael. We were on uh, whatever that guy's there. I forgot. Do- Donahue. <laughs> I can't remember. But we were on all those shows back then. So family feud was just one of them. Um, and it was so much fun. All that stuff was super, super fun. Um, Stallone was the good girls manager, and we miss her dearly. Aunt Kitty was the bad girls manager because we said good and bad. We didn't really say baby and hill, but baby and hill. So um, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we were blessed to do all that. They reached out to us to do these things, and we traveled. We got to go here. We got to go there. We got to appear on talk shows and, you know, the dating game and, and now currently, myself and Roxy Astor were on um, game shows. I was on uh, Let's Make a Deal. And I actually, uh, Wayne Brady happens to um, really love Glow. I wasn't aware. And so he brought it up when I was up there and I got picked. And I won, by the way. I won box number, I think it was two, the Fun and Sun box. Who would have thought? Um, and I gave all that goodies to my grandsons. However, um, he asked me what my move was. So I got to surf on Wayne Brady's on the show. That was really cool. Those are moments that you're just going, wow. And then I was also on Phil, Dr. Phil McGraw, Robin and Dr. Phil. I had a parent, uh, I think that's been a few years ago. Uh, so that, you know, those type of things happen all the time, and it's uh, really cool. Yeah, that keeps us relevant and, and keeps our careers going and, and to who we are. And, you know, I myself had other things besides GLOW. You know, I veered off and I went into Playboy and had one of the most iconic magazines underneath my belt, which was the Kiss magazine. 
with Gene Simmons on the cover. I casted that issue with, I don't know how many bevy beauties. I mean, 350 playmates probably overall, but only a handful, 5, 10, 15, 20 girls got into the pictorial. In the centerfold, there was probably, I think, 25. You know, there's those. There's that and, you know, whatever else. And, and most importantly is being a, a mother. I have two beautiful daughters. One just got married. The other's been married. I have two beautiful grandsons. And I'm very thankful and, and happy and blessed for family. That's the most important. And thank you to all the fans. The fans, again, you know, I can't thank you enough and, and to following us and to keep GLOW alive. That's the most important because we keep glowing for you. Now, you bring up the Playboy magazine. In the late 90s, the WWE started a relationship with the magazine where they would have usually an annual issue with one of their talents appearing in it. Prior to that, WCW had a couple of their talents in the magazine. You preceded that by several years what was going through your mind when you saw all of a sudden professional wrestling have a relationship with Playboy that you essentially kicked off yourself? Um, actually, I was later, and they all appeared in Playboy much earlier than I did. <laughs> my issue oh. wasn't until 1999. So uh, my issue wasn't relevant to GLOW or wrestling at all. It was you know, completely away from that. In fact, I never mentioned wrestling. And a lot of the things I do, I keep it uh, separated. Because, again, two and two don't mix. So um, I think it was awesome. I think those girls are gorgeous in it, especially China. When she had her pictorial, it was amazing. I'm saddened that she's gone. Um, that's another story. Uh, you know, so, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's a fantastic thing. A few of the Glow Girls, did Playboy right after Glow as a Glow Girl, mind you. It wasn't completely nude. And I think it was Godiva, Hollywood, and, and Lightning, and Thunderbolt, I want to say. I'm not quite sure. You can't quote me on that. I've never seen the uh, pictures. But it was something to do with Glow. And that was right after Glow ended. They did that. Or during Glow, I believe. So, yeah. But, you know, I think anybody who who wants to do what they want. Um, it's the freedom to be. If you can get in that magazine, yay, you know, hats off because that's not easy. It's not easy, number one, posing. It's not easy, number, well, number one, to get in the magazine. Forget about the posing. It's, it's impossible. And that was like a dream come true. Ever since I was able to see Raquel Welch in the magazine when my father used to have his Playboys and hide him, and I happened to pick one up and I, you know, grace the magazine sneakingly i'm like "Uh uh-oh i'm gonna get in trouble so i'm gonna just look really and there was raquel welsh and she was my mentor ever since by the way but oh my god i love that woman so you know i think it's it's great it's a very very big accomplishment and and hats off and i'm sure we're going to see more of that with the women's wrestling today that you'll see posing Now, when you do these events like the cruise, the meet and greets, all of that, do you get a feeling that your fan base 
is more of a wrestling fan base that come to the events, or do you get the feeling that Glow had a different type of fan base other than your just traditional pro wrestling fan base? I mean, I think it would be a little bit of both. The cruises are three cruises we've had, and now we're, we have a fourth cruise coming out next year in May, by the way, that leaves out of Miami and goes off to all these exotic places. So you can still, it's not too late to get your uh, on Norwegian. Um, the last three cruises with us, I think it's a mix. And, you know, um, obviously they love GLOW. And I would have to say most of them just love GLOW. And then there's the other half that love all wrestling and glow. Yeah, there there is no, you know, that thing. But obviously in our cruises, they're there to meet us specifically. You know, they they pay to go on these cruises. They get to meet us up close and personal every day. They hang out with us. They see what we're like in the morning before coffee, <laughs> which I'm a little bear in the morning I always say that and it was like no you're not sunny you're always sunny and I'm like oh where's my coffee so I think um you just you know it's amazing how they show up and they want to hang with us on these cruises and um you know I look forward to that in this next year hopefully I'll be able to get on I, I this time I I can't make a commitment because of my current situation with the the cancer and stuff but you know if I'm on I will definitely look forward to meeting everybody who's on the cruise, and we also have events on the cruise. We have fun things we do with the fans. You know, they get to hang with us. Like we'll have uh, sports challenges, and, and we'll have a, a glow, uh, you know, afterglow fan party hot seat on there where they get to sit up there with us and ask us questions and things like that. I mean, it's really personal. So, yeah, I look forward to that. And if you guys are listening, check it out. Go to the afterglow cruise site and uh, sign up if you're interested. There's a group on Facebook and it's called the Afterglow um, Cruise, Fan Party Cruise. Uh, You never really popped up in the other mainstream promotions like a WWE or WCW or ECW. When you left Glow, did you have any interest in continuing as a professional wrestler or was that something that you sort of confined to glow as far as a large scale career? Um, no, I, I did glow just like I said for my father. I was already, you know, I already had a name before I went into glow. So glow was just an added additive if you will. Um, I continued wrestling after Glow ended for a year. And then after that, I settled down and got married because I went through a a, a big, I can't go into it now. I'd rather not uh, because I'm, you know, in confidentiality with it for the book and movie. But during uh, Glow times and doing the NFL and stuff, I went through some horrific incidences. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that took me out of the entertainment industry for a long time. I was in hiding. So, yeah, that answers your question. Absolutely. But I settled down and got married and had um, my second daughter at that time. I had I had a daughter in GLOW. I was the only one that had a child in GLOW. So my daughter was mm, four years old, five years old. She'd sit on the sidelines, Jennifer is her name, 
and she'd sit there and watch Nanuchka come out. She didn't like my character. She loved Nanuchka. She was a good friend of mine. We used to go to Disneyland together back in the day, so that was interesting. But I was a young mom, and, uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Looking at the popularity of professional wrestling, at the time that your daughter was around the right age to potentially get into wrestling, was there ever a time where she kind of broached the subject of should she be a second generation? Neither did my daughter. I actually had my dad in the industry because I was always in the entertainment industry as an actress, and I went through things. And so the girls witnessed that, and they didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-mm. I trained my second daughter, Shana, in the ring. She actually wrestled Kona. That's when I was training girls for Phoenix Firebirds. It was a promotion in New York, and that was back in 2011. I think the last time I was actually in a wrestling match was 2012. I've been in the ring since. Um, a couple, let's see, three years ago, I was in Wisconsin with uh, Kona, uh, Queen Kong, Awesome Kong. Um, I did I did a stint there as a special guest. I'll do special guest appearances and stuff like that, and you know. But yeah, no. Back to that, my daughter said no. She did great too. She learned really quick that first day and did the match up against a six foot girl named Kona. And so she looked at me. She's like, "Mom, I love you, but I don't want to do this." So, yeah, neither one. Has no interest. My daughter's a nurse, and my other daughter runs a major, major multi million dollar. Rolls-Royce company. So, yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with wrestling. But they, they love it. They honor what I do, and they're very happy, and they're very proud, um, of course. But there was a time where they hated it and just reveled and hated me for it. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not for everybody, for sure. No. I'm looking at the landscape of the industry when you were active with Glow, wrestling was in a really good place as far as the mainstream. They were doing big ratings on television. The attendance was very, very good. It was sort of a boom period for pro wrestling. Did you follow what was happening in the other wrestling companies or were you solely focused on what you did at GLOW? Um, we were pretty much focused with GLOW um, because we were super, super busy and we had to be focused at that time during GLOW. Um, we were aware that we were hated by WWF because our ratings were much bigger at the time. We were getting... Um, so popular, and they were laughing at us because they thought we would not. And Matt made us aware of that, and that was about it. Um, But we had no time to do anything outside of GLOW. We lived, eat, and breathe the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas. We lived, eat, and breathe the arena where we worked. We lived, eat, and breathe the buffets. Everything was wrapped around that other than our, our weekend off, We'd be allowed to go visit our family, 
you know, we get away and uh, visit our family, wherever that may be, and then come back and start over, you know. We get a few days off, and that was our hurrah. And at that point, you don't want to talk about wrestling. But, you're, you know, when I'd go visit my parents, I'd have everyone camped out at my parents' house, all these cute little fans and stuff. It was so cute. All these kids would just camp out. I'm like, how did they even know? And they would camp out and want autographs. You know, we were always plagued by fans and paparazzi, which was kind of cool. We felt like, wow, <laughs> this really is something. So, um, you know, we we trained. Matt wouldn't. He wouldn't allow us to detour. He wouldn't allow us to to do things unlike what it shows in Netflix that was further from the truth. We were very, it was very strict. No drugs, no alcohol. Well, on our day off, if you do, but you can't be drunk. Uh, you can't make a, a nuisance out of yourself in public. You have to stay your within your persona, um, things like that. It was very strict. And I'm thankful for that because it made me who I am today the woman I am today with those values Matt instilled in us. He pushed us to be who we are because a lot of us had no idea we could be a wrestler. Like you have to really, really be dedicated. It was a lot of work and not to give up. It just, uh, you know, I could do a military push up still today, which I never thought I could do a military back then. And then we had to do a hundred a day. So with his, his push, his force, he made us who we are, you know. So then I, I my thank yous to Matt Stember each and every day. That man was genius, and, uh, you know, I love him today. He's not doing so well. He's up in age, and, you know, we just pray that uh, each day that he has and thankful for what he's done for, for me in GLOW. I will never forget that. So that's Well, we're in the last several minutes of the show. I want to make sure you have more than enough time. If there's anything that you would like to say as we close out the show, if you want to plug a promo, absolutely anything you would like, any social media, appearances, merchandise, your favorite charity, anything that you would like, floor is all yours. Okay, um, absolutely. And uh, first of all, I want to say to everybody's listening, have a safe, blessed, Merry Christmas, and a happy 2023, and promote love, not hate. Um, and I would like to, you know, say everybody can find me on social media under Patricia Summerland and Sunny the California Girl on Facebook, uh, Patricia Summerland, LinkedIn, Patricia Summerland, Instagram. I was hacked, unfortunately, on Instagram. Anybody listening, that is not me under Sunny the California Girl. They took over my Sunny account. And I can't get that back. I'll have to redesignate something cleverly. But they took that and all my fans with them. So it's heartbreaking. I was very sad about that. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter under Sunny Glow Girl. Or you go, I think Glow Girl Sunny or Sunny Glow Girl. I'm not on Twitter that often. I'm more on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can just reach out and I will definitely talk to you. Um, and then I also promote colon cancer. So you can find me. Um, up on uh, the colon cancer advocacy. If anybody, you know, has any issues or questions regarding that, you can reach out to me. Um, I do a lot of charities. That's the one thing. So, you know, uh, gee, I do stand up to cancer. 
uh, colon cancer uh, coalition. I do all sorts of charities, and that's my heart, you know. Um, and currently, we're losing so many to colon cancer. And uh, as you see on the internet, I mean, we've lost a lot of celebrities recently. Kirstie Alley, to name a few, and uh, you know, uh, Tina Turner's son. Is so many colon cancers just just taken over. Um, so I try to do as much work and advocacy work for that as possible because obviously I'm currently fighting it and still I've had major surgery, which saved my life. I had five years to live, they told me last year. So the PTSD kicked in and, and uh, I kicked back because I'm a wrestler. I don't, I don't give up the fight. So just find me out there. Um, as far as merchandise, I have T-shirts, Get Up and Glow Sunny T-shirts. You can uh, reach out, private message me. I have comic books. I have encyclopedias with some great stories. Oh, my gosh. And, and if you guys love Rocky Johnson and Jack Hager and, of course, Sonny, you'll get to read our stories. Beautifully illustrated by John Crother and Kevin Laporte. Um, it's pro wrestling illustrated, and I'm super blessed to be a part of it. I was the first female wrestler, not just GLOW, but first to have that. And I really am truly blessed and humbled. And um, I do sell those as well. So you can reach out and uh, I have my Playboys too, don't forget. I'll sign it personally, each page I, I'm on in that book. Uh, so there's always March. And I do have Barbie dolls as well. Forgot about that too. I have my Barbie dolls. So yeah, just reach out to me, private message me, and I'll be more than happy to personally autograph it and send. And uh, Merry Christmas and, and thank you for such a great interview. Well, Sonny, thank you very, very much. I was very pleased to have you today. We look forward to a return trip for you here. Best of luck as you defeat cancer. Happy holidays to you. Thank you once again for being on here today. And fans, definitely check out Sonny, the California girl on the YouTube. Get out there. She's at an appearance near you. Great, great person great great talent and we definitely appreciate you thank you much appreciated and thank you have a brilliant day and a brilliant holiday and god bless and remember sunny smiles always lend a hug you know and smile to anybody you come across that's what i stand by i actually say sunny hugs keeps the negativity away sunny it's see sunny smiles a day keeps the negativity away Oh, take care and thank you so much. All right, Sonny. Thank you very much, fans. We are off Sunday for Christmas because we are taking that particular day off, but we'll be back with you special day next week. Thursday, we have Ocho Camacho out of the great state of Texas with us. So make sure you have plans to be with us for that. Everybody still stay safe out there. Horrible weather headed to a lot of the country, so be safe. We will talk to you very soon. Mm-hmm.